Welcome to the Julian and GK podcast. And it's Joe. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Julian and GK podcast. This week, we are talking about the top. 10 greatest wrestlers ever, according to uh, myself, Julian, and according to GK, who Mm -hmm. we think are the 10 greatest uh, wrestlers of all time. Uh, Now, for this criteria, we looked at a bunch of different things, like the overall impact that they made on the industry, personal enjoyment, because, you know, it it also has to come down to who we like as well, Um, but also what this person did to affect the industry as a whole, like uh, how they made it better, how they made it greater, how the the lasting impact that they made, both inside and outside the wrestling world. So, uh, GK, man, like, uh, what are you thinking about this topic? Was this a hard list for you to come up with? Yeah, because my list kept changing by the day, by the hour, by the atomical equinox, whatever it was. So, yeah, shout out to listeners. We back. Thank you for coming back. However you're listening, uh, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple, Google Play, you know, whatever it is, you can just straight up Google us. You know, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, you can also check us on the Gram, Instagram, at Julian and GK. Also, we have our personal pages. I'm at GK Williams NYC. He's at Jules XMW. That's right. And before we even get into this list, let's just, I'm just going to give you two things as to why this topic is happening and why you'd probably want to listen. Mm-hmm. Number one, we are longtime wrestling fans. Yes. Like, I, I, we're credible. I'm talking four decades. Yep. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan is my first word on my birth certificate. Yeah. If we only knew then what we know now. And my family went to Madison Square Garden in 1984, January 23rd, to witness Hulk Hogan become WWF champion, defeating the Iron Sheik. But my family went to watch the beginning of Hulkamania without me. But I was too young to go. But my family, who still makes fun of me for watch wrestling to this day, they went. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? When right. like the family members that got you into wrestling make fun of you for for watching wrestling, it's like, um, y'all the one who got me into wrestling. How right? Are you, how you gonna like make fun of me? Right. Especially if you're a real wrestling fan, we're all in this together. We know what we're talking about. And it's not about being experts. It's about being real. It's about being passionate. And it's about we've Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours <laughs> way past that. Yes. This. As fans watching, and we're not just you no know, WWE fans. We've seen all of it. We used yep. to trade tapes back in the day yep. from other countries. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we used to buy the, we used to subscribe to the magazines. Yeah, magazines yeah. were a thing. We went to ROH shows. We went to TNA shows, yep. TNA house shows yep. in Jersey. That was like in a barn somewhere. Yep. We went like we are real fans. Like sometimes I listen to other wrestling podcasts, and there are a lot of good ones out there. But when I tell you that me and GK know our stuff. We know our stuff because we have been watching it since we were since we were babes, since we were little kids. Like every promotion you could think of, every rest. So this is going to be a legit top ten list because yeah. we have watched pretty much any promotion you could think of, every like wrestling match that there's to, to be had, every promo. We we've, we've seen it. We've yeah. seen it all before the network. We had DVDs exactly. and, and VHS tapes out the buttocks. Yes, I still right. have a huge cabinet of uh, wrestling tapes and DVDs that I have in the storage unit that my wife is begging me to get rid of, but I refuse because the day that the internet goes dark, I'll mm-hmm. still have wrestling. We've been pulled over by the cops for wrestling events. <laughs> yes. That's happened. We've yes. we've um he's had his signs confiscated yes. at, at the arena. Yeah. Edge sucks. S U X. Yep. That apparently was too naughty. To bring into the arena. Yep, that's happened. I went to a house show in a gym where AJ Styles couldn't do his flying forearm because he would jump and hit the ceiling. 
right after I had reconstructive surgery on my wrist. So I was I was filled up on Percocet and still drove with my other arm just to see that. Yes, like we dedicated. Yeah, like we've we brought our belts to or wrestling magazines, our most prized possessions to show and tell at school. Yes. I've unofficially hosted family events by having them watch us either play wrestle with action figures or when it moved up to video games. Yes. And we play for stakes. We play for belts. Yes. We play for three, four hundred dollar championship replica belts. Yes. Right? It's real. We've had Easter dinners where GK literally walked around his house the entire time with a championship belt on. Yep. Like because he was the champion of eating. Facts. And WrestleMania twenty, during John Cena's freestyle in the opening match, you can see me. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Yep, and when he got married, when he got married, what was my wedding gift to them? <laughs> WrestleMania. T- exactly. Tickets, tickets for him yes. and his wife to WrestleMania. Yes, that was and it was the best wrestling exactly. uh, wedding gift. It exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like we Oh, and we black. And we black. So you know we mean it. Yes. You know we in this because <laughs> exactly. we have hella reasons not to be. Yes, exactly. But we still here. Being a we black, still stand it. Yes, being a black wrestling fan is sub- subjecting yourself to an enormous amount of ridicule from your black family members and friends. But guess what? We don't care because we love it. Right. So. And we can also add a, like a, a more sociological, broader scope perspective to this. So we're not, we're not coming at you niche. Yep. All right? So, all right, man. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to go back and forth going from 10 and then when we get to what? The last five or three? Yeah, when we get to the last three. Then all right, we'll just, all right, then we'll, all right, then we'll just shoot our top three. And yeah. we don't discuss this beforehand or anything. So, like, yeah. you know. So this is a complete surprise. Right. I don't know GK's list. He doesn't know, know mine. Exactly. So I think we're going to like shock the hell out of each other. Exactly. Here. And so. if you listen to our previous podcast because we have other stuff, we've, we've broached these topics before. Yeah. So we're coming at you with new perspective because one of my cousins called me from work trying to settle a very heated discussion at work about who the greatest wrestlers were and da 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 and these are people who don't really watch anymore yeah so they called me because he knew i was you know the expert you know lifeline to call and then he's like yo son i forgot about all these names and i'm like yeah you shouldn't have yeah. because the bottom line is especially back in his heyday we was all watching it yeah. because it was cool and it was all mainstream it happened we just stated we just don't deny it Yep. You know what I mean? Like, y'all deny it like it was a weird phase. <laughs> exactly. Like, back when you bit your toenails. Yes. Right? So, yeah. So, all right. So let's start us off. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's start. All right. So, yeah. Again, my criteria. Yeah, there's some bias to it. But greatness, transcendence, your in-ring athletic ability, your it factor, and five is memorability. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're someone who watches the network or, or watches DVDs or tapes. Can I watch you again? Do I want to watch you again? I know your move said. I'm even watching a match you already did. Can I watch it again yeah. to get that same feeling? Mm-hmm. Right? So, so all right, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll save the honorable mentions when we get down to the three. All right? <laughs> so, my number 10. My number 10, I'm going with the greatest black wrestler of all time. Okay. No one has won more championships in professional wrestling than this man. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Yeah. He and his tag team are the most decorated tag team of all time. They've won the most quantified championships throughout their promotions. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to being singles. And this dude became a bigger star than he had any business being because he was never the plan. Nope. He was never plan A. He was never the top star. And he made stuff that wasn't supposed to work, work. Yep. So all hail King Booker. Booker <laughs> T starts my list off at number 10. 
that, I mean, that that's that's an amazing pick. Like, mm-hmm. you can't really uh, go wrong with Booker T. And it was funny because, like, we, we uh, touched upon this briefly on the uh, previous podcast uh, last week. And uh, But, yeah, Booker T uh, was a guy that was never handed anything. He was a dude that, like, came out of jail and just happened to, like, start a tag team with his, his brother, which got over. And then uh, he went singles route, and no one thought anything of him. But he just kept persisting, and the fans loved him, and he just kept going and going. And until they couldn't deny him. They couldn't deny him a main event slot because of just how overwhelmingly popular he was. Booker T was a guy who earned his spot. Like, when you hear about the phrase of a guy, like, taking the brass ring and earning their spot, Booker T is a perfect example of that. He's a guy who's never handed anything, but through sheer charisma and talent, became one of the biggest names in the history of wrestling. Harlem Heat, man. Come on, Harlem Heat was not supposed to work in the South. <laughs> exactly. He overcame being GI bro. Yep. He overcame the Ebony experience. Yeah. And this is just something that's hard to do for any person, but especially someone who doesn't look like you're supposed to look, quote unquote. Yeah. Reinvention. This dude reinvented himself so many times mm-hmm. on his own. Yeah. Him and Goldust wasn't supposed to work. Nope. Him and Spinner Rooney wasn't supposed to work. <laughs> Can you dig it, sucker? Wasn't supposed to work. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and he's also six five and a world class athlete. Yeah, personal bias. He brought his family along with him, man. He turned yep. his brother, half brother, to a hall of famer. Yep. He brought his wife Charmel into the fold. Like yep. he he's giving back with a wrestling school. Oh yeah, yeah. Book, come on, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. Like, <laughs> he went viral before it was viral. Like yo, yeah. <laughs> Booker T, salute. Yes. You are that dude. I can dig it. Yes, I I a hundred percent agree. With that choice. And uh, so I'm going to give my number 10 pick. And just um, to, to let you all know how hard it was to come up with this top 10, I'm going to give you my honorable mentions now. Just so you can realize the, the legends, the, the incredible people that I left off of my list that because there were just so many to choose from. So this is just like a, a, a hint of all the people who did not make my top 10, who will, would most likely be in a lot of people's top 10, but this is just how hard it was to come up with this list. So people not in my top 10. Uh, but honorable mention. Hulk Hogan, Triple H, Eddie Guerrero, uh, The Hardy Boys, Chris Stratus, Edge and Christian, Daniel Bryan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, Lita, AJ Styles, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Sting, Kurt Angle, Kazushika Okada. The, these are names that are like Hall of Fame names, people that are like going to go down the annals of history with wrestling, and they couldn't even crack my top ten. Wow, I'm surprised you left Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, and and wow. trust me, it was hard. Like I went wow. through this list about four times, but ultimately I had to leave Eddie off, and it wow. it, 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 it hurt me because wow. I love Eddie Guerrero, but I just I couldn't I couldn't place him above any of the top ten people that I had, wow. just because wow. like I feel like the other people. Uh, contribute just a little bit more to wrestling. Wow. And let's be clear. If we're doing our 10 favorite wrestlers of all time, yeah. Eddie Guerrero is, is, is Mount If we're just doing my personal he, favorite He's Mount Rushmore. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's in the top five. Easily. Easily. It's not, even, it's not even close. But when I was looking at overall impact and people who changed the business and like uh, I had to like unfortunately leave him off the list. So I'm going to go to my uh, number 10 pick. Number 10 pick is uh, the 16 time World champion, but not the one that you're thinking of, not Ric Flair, 
I'm going with John Cena as my number 10 pick. Mm. Because, uh, and this was hard for me because I didn't know if I wanted to put Cena in my top 10. But when I thought about all his accomplishments, all the things that he's done, how he was able to come in during a time when WWE lost like their biggest stars. They lost Rock. They lost Austin. They lost a bunch of guys who were like keeping that company at the top level that it was. And Cena came in, and he took that ball, and he ran with it. And the thing is that no matter what he did, whether it was when he started as a heel or he became a face, and then he was a face that was kind of a heel because half the crowd, did, like, like or more than half the crowd, hated him. Me and J.K. went to a show and we had a first blood match with Kurt Angle where the crowd was booing Cena to the point where I, I feared for the man's life. People were booing him like they legitimately hated him. And the thing was, all Cena ever did was put on entertainment matches, give us great promos, and I think that we're now in an era where people are starting to appreciate just how great Cena was now that he's not there full-time, because the ease of of how Cena did it, whether it be having great matches, having great promos, having like uh, storylines that made people engage, having rivalries that made people engage, whether it be with uh, Edge or, or Randy Orton or Triple H or whoever, like I think now people are starting to uh, understand just like the true greatness of John Cena. So yeah, my number 10, John Cena. Wow, man, our list could not... All right, so now you know that we're real and we're taking this seriously because he... <laughs> we left Eddie Guerrero off. Yeah. And in a list of the 10 greatest wrestlers of all time, mm-hmm. he left Hogan off. Yep. Okay, that's real. So now, so like, so, so now you know. All right, so we're, are we moving on to nine? Yeah. I'm saving, I'm saving my honorable mentions for later. Okay. So number nine... I'm going with the greatest little man of all time. Okay. I got Rey Mysterio at number nine. Oh, that's a good one. That's because culturally, yes, he's the greatest mass superstar of all time. Yep. Yeah, he's the greatest cruiserweight of all time. Mm-hmm. And if we're just doing a list of just it factor, of just in-ring ability, he yeah. ranks higher than nine. Oh, yeah. But this dude, and he's lasted as long as he has. So, yeah, Rey Mysterio, I couldn't see making a fair list without him on it. So he has more global impact than we realize. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Rey Mysterio deserves to be on this list. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. So yeah, Rey Mysterio, like the, the greatest little man ever, the greatest mass superstar ever. But also, uh, the thing with Rey Mysterio is that he just like, he doesn't have bad matches. He's just right. like, it's, Correct. He's, it's just oh, no matter what he does. Correct. Even at this age, like he's, he's older now, he's had like so many injuries, and he still consistently will have the most entertaining match of the night. He had a, like a small little mini feud with Andrade earlier this year, which was easily the most entertaining thing that was currently going on in WWE. He's just like so immensely talented, and um, yeah, he's he's a legend. Like, yeah, I can't you you can't go wrong with Rey Mysterio being in your top ten. First of all, he's sympathetic off junk because he's so little. Yeah, but yet his his world class athleticism, his charismatic move set, yeah, and his striking ability makes him legit. Exactly. To makes him legit enough. Yeah. To a certain point, but like he knows how to tell his story. It's yeah. all about storytelling. So I think he's the, I think he's one of the best and most unique storytellers. And I, I respect everybody, anybody who makes the most out of what they got. Yeah. And Rey Mysterio personifies that to a T. So Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Booyaka. Yeah. I, so I agree 100% Rey Mysterio. So now I'm going to move on to my number nine pick, which is going to be very quick because we just talked about this man, and that's Booker T. All right. Number nine uh, right. for me is Booker T because right. like, I, like, I feel he is um, – 
one of the best ever for the reason that, that we said, like the way he was able to uh, take uh, his opportunity when it wasn't given to him and kind of run with the brass ring through sheer force of charisma. That's why he's uh, my number nine. All right. Okay, I'm with that. All right. Then, all right, number eight. If we did this a different week, I'd probably rank him higher, but mm-hmm. I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number eight pick is going to the most legit credentially in the history of combat sports. Mm-hmm. I think Brock Lesnar has to be on this what? list. What? Brock? What? And you know why? But Because here, here's the thing, all right? We already know his credentials, right? NCAA yeah. champion. Yeah. The then youngest, but multiple time WWE champion. Yeah. Right? And then he left. Yeah. Then, yeah, multiple time WWE champion, just off like sheer, just freak of nature ability. But yet still knew how to tell a story. Then was good enough to have a trial with the Minnesota Vikings. And the only reason why he didn't make the team, it's not because he's not athletic enough. It's because he he doesn't want to study a playbook. He's not a team (laughs) sport guy. Yeah. That was the only reason. Then he found his way to UFC. Mm -hmm. And he dominated off rip. Yeah. Yeah, right away. Right. Like, immediately beat their champion. Right. And then he came back to WWE and had a better run the second time. So this dude has two Hall of Fame runs as a wrestler in the same career. Mm -hmm. Like, and and he's the best part-timer of all time. Yep. Physically, you can't deny him. He was the one to end The Undertaker's legendary, seemingly untouchable, undefeated record at WrestleMania. Yep. He squashed John Cena and established John Cena at a SummerSlam and... No other way he could be squashed, but he has so much respect for Brock that yeah, you can do that to me. Yeah, yeah. Like yo, yeah. like yeah. Brock is that dude, and they still can't let him go. Yep, it's true. He's, yeah. he's going to be there for a while. Yeah. So yeah, like if he's legit, the dude is legit. Yeah, he's not only is he legit, he does his job. In the, he remade Goldberg. Yeah. He's made invented so many WrestleMania's with Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Like say what you want about him being part time, he's worth the investment. Because when he actually wrestles against, well, not Kofi, but yeah, but when he actually wrestles these dudes, he makes it worth their while. He does business. Yeah. And you can't mess with him. He's, he's the personification of what you think a world champion badass should be. Brock, yeah. he's legit. Yeah, you have to be on the list. You're yeah. in my number one. I, I would be lying if I said I, I was, uh, that I wasn't surprised that Brock was on the list. Because like as, as great as Brock is, I don't know if I would place him as a top ten wrestler of all time. Just because of like the long hiatus he took away from... Uh, Who has more ability than him? No, Who has more physical ability his, than him? His ability is, is, without, is without question. Who's more like, legitimately tough than him? No, he's, and he's legit. Don't get me wrong, he's legit. But when I think of... Because I'm looking... When I look at... I guess with my criteria, I'm looking like at uh, overall. Like, Brock... Cannot cut a promo to save his life. That's why he has Heyman with him. Like he uh, and he he does ha- he has an amazing in ring ability. But it's like when he wants to. When Brock is working with a guy he wants to work with, he's going to give you an amazing match. Whether it be against AJ or against Cena or against uh, Daniel Bryan or against like any guy that I think I think any guy that Brock like respects and thinks okay this guy is like a legit legit good wrestler. That's bias though. Like. It's, I think that That's he has, but there's other guys who I feel like he has no intention of like, and he's just like, I don't, I don't like this guy. I respect this right. guy. Right, you don't like, him. right, you yeah. don't like him. You don't like his attitude. That yeah. doesn't take away from his ability and what he ah. actually does. And he brought something. That, he he made WWE more legitimate. He made it tough yeah. when he didn't have to. He yeah. came during a down period, yeah. and he came back as a legitimate fighter. He yeah. brought that legitimate fighting style. Yeah. Into the he like forget that WWE main event storytelling formula bullshit. He came in like, yo, I bust ass, yeah, and you know I do. I just did it in the UFC at the at the, at the highest level. Yeah. I bust ass. 
Suplex City, bitch. Yeah. And that's where my matches are going to be. I'm just going to be busting ass. <laughs> yo, but like, yo, but th- that's never been done before. It was, it was, it's almost like Mike Tyson-like. Yeah. Yeah, but it's legit. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, you, that's hard to do now. No, it's true. But he, he still does it. Yeah. And he still has that it factor. When you look at him, you're like, that dude is a beast. Yeah. That dude is somebody. Yeah. That dude is physically superior. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. He's, a, I, he's got it. He's got it. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, uh, Brock doesn't deserve his place in the annals of history. I just personally would not think of him as a top ten wrestler. But that's just my own personal, like, and, and you said it, it's like my own personal bias. I just don't uh, buy him as a top ten wrestler. But, yes, like a, a great all-time wrestler, definitely. I, I can see that. So, like... Uh, and his matches are rewatchable. No, yeah, oh, right, definitely. Right, which is, yeah. which, is, which, is, which is, I think, the most important thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, I, yeah Brock's my number eight. Who's your number eight? Okay. I, I feel like... So now, my number eight, I'm going to go a, a little bit further back into the crates, but a guy who I think was hugely influential to the stars of today and, um, and is just, like, one of the most entertaining characters uh, in the history of, of professional wrestling, and that's uh, the Macho Man, mm, Randy okay. Savage. Ooh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the reason I had to choose a Macho Man is, um, is obvious. His in-ring skill was amazing, and he was just a, a, a bucket, like, of charisma. Like, he is every, every promo, you never knew what you were going to... Macho Man was going to say out of his mouth, but you knew it was going to be entertaining. It's just, um, he, he was just the epitome of that perfect mixture of, especially in an age, like, uh, during that time when the emphasis was really more on character. And he had character for days, but he also brought it in the ring. Any match that he had was watchable because he was just so entertaining in the ring. So it's like, not only was he, uh, like, great on the mic and a great character, but you wanted to watch his matches because you knew you were going to be entertained by that. So I thought that he was the prototype for the modern-day uh, superstar, where it's like, you know, uh, they have, uh, like, all the intangibles. It's not just, like, one one thing or the other. Macho Man could do it all. Yeah, I'm, that's, yeah, that's a good one. That was that was also a very tough omission for me. Because yeah. I feel like if we're doing top ten storytellers, top ten characters, top ten uh, charisma, mm-hmm. he should be there. Plus, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Can we, like, this dude, this dude was featuring women. Yes. In a way that also made them stars. Yeah, he was possessive about it. Yeah. But, you know, like, he was still... No. He got them over. Right. And Elizabeth, uh, Sherry, like, he, he got them over. Right. And he's also the first person, the first wrestler that I, that I could think of, that he would actually move me, my grandparents, and my parents to tears. Yes. His match at WrestleMania Seven with The Ultimate Warrior, career versus career, is still one of the best pieces of real storytelling I've seen in any art form. Yes. Not just wrestling. Yeah. It's one of the best storylines yeah. ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Man, Macho Man's a great pick. Mm-hmm. I feel weird that he's in my honorable mention. I can't believe I, I can't believe I didn't put him in there. <laughs> it's, that's what I'm saying. This list is hard to come up with. GK, there's yeah. a lot of omissions. Like I, like you, you have no idea how much it hurts my heart to leave Eddie Guerrero off this list. You know mm-hmm. how much I love Eddie Guerrero, but I yeah. just I, I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't place him above these other ten. Yeah, this is tough. Mm-hmm. This is tough. All right, so we're gonna move on to seven. Yep. All right, my number seven is so my number seven is the excellence of execution. Ooh. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And if you want to talk about not having a bad match, yes, I yes. think Brett the Hitman Hart yep. I think deserves to be on this list. And he's probably the one who deserves to be on this list the most based off just pure wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
because this dude was just a regular pudgy dude from Canada. He had no business being that cool. Yeah. He had no business being that legit. Yeah. Or he had no business coming off that tough. Yeah. But he was he he wasn't a gimmick. He was Bret Hart. And given the eighties and the time was very character and over the top, he was himself. Yeah. What's his real name? Bret Hart. Where does he come from? Hart family. Where was he trained? Stu Hart's Hart Family Dungeon. This dude came in with the real. You saw Bret Hart like, oh, he's a wrestler. I don't want to mess with him. Yeah. Like, I learned what a technician was because of him. Yep. Even to the names of the moves, like the sharpshooter. Even, yeah. even his methodical move set leading up to the sharpshooter. It was all like there was, like, there was a method to him yep. that was deeper than what met the eye. Yep. And I feel like Bret Hart, I know you go through life feeling underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Not by us, bro. Like, so, uh, yeah, so Bret Hart is my number seven. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an excellent pick. That, like, the, the way you felt about Macho Man and uh, how you had to leave him up, that's how I felt about Bret Hart. That was one of wow. the missions for me, yes. Wow. Yes, Bret Hart is not on my list. Wow. But that, that does not mean that uh, I don't think very highly of Bret Hart. Bret Hart was, he was the dude that had every kid in school putting their friends, their brother, their sister, their whoever they could get their hands on in sharpshooters because he was the coolest dude. Even to this day, um, and this just kind of shows you just how um, important Bret Hart was when I talk to people who are not wrestling fans anymore or haven't watched forever and um, like they go oh you watch wrestling I go yeah and they go yeah I used to watch wrestling I used to love Bret Hart Bret Hart is always one of the first names that comes out of their mouth because he was just like during that era of like when me and GK were growing up he was that dude he was like the dude that like legitimized it because he was just like uh, the way that we had characters in the 80s Bret Hart made being an in-ring technician cool like, it's like he didn't have to be over the top or, you know, whatever. He was just like a cool layback guy that wore glasses. But once he got in that ring, he would beat your ass and he would, like, take out your knees and he would uh, make you tap out because he was just that good in the ring. Um, so I, I I agree with that pick. I can't. It was one of my toughest omissions. But, yeah, Bret Hart is uh, everything he said. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. All right. And just to show you how difficult this list is for me since we're not even done yet i'm already going to amend one of my picks because <laughs> no because i looked because i looked at this and i can't believe that i left a very uh glaring name off it okay so let me recap so far so i have brett at number seven yep i have brock at number eight mm-hmm. i have ray at number nine and i have booker t at ten yep i don't see myself shifting the order of the next six yeah so I'm, I'm going to make an amends now. All right. Everything I said about Rey Mysterio, I still believe. Yep. But if I'm being true to the greatest of all time list, mm-hmm. he's not... I, it's either him or Booker T. Yeah. But if I omit Booker T, then I'm putting this guy at 10. Yeah. Which I don't think he should be 10. Yeah. So I have to omit Rey Mysterio from the list completely. <laughs> yeah. My new number seven. So Booker T stays at 10. Brock is now nine. Bret Hart is now eight. So my new number seven, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because very simply put, very simply put, it's the same argument I make when I make my Mount Rushmore of rappers. Yeah. In my opinion, Eminem has to be in the Mount Rushmore of rappers Mm -hmm. because not only because he's a lyricist and a wordsmith and if you try to freestyle, he'll ether you. Yeah. But the fact that his zenith, his highest peak is higher than anybody else's highest peak. Yeah. 
popularity was. So when Stone Cold was the man, he was the most popular guy of the most popular wrestling company when wrestling was its most mainstream popular. Yep. And he was the driving force. Yep. So no matter what you think of his in-ring ability, whether his whether his matches moved you, whether you didn't like his moveset, whether you didn't like the whole bionic redneck thing, that doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact of the matter is he created him versus Mr. McMahon. He went side by side with Tyson. Yeah. He was original. He he's one of those transcendent figures that his attitude, like, yeah, he was a redneck. But yeah, people from all cultures felt him. Yeah. They all felt they wanted to stick it to the establishment. And mm-hmm. he did. They all wanted to just drink beers and flip the bird. <laughs> and you know, with the glass shattering and yeah, he's he's he is a name. Yeah. He didn't become a movie star to the caliber of other people, but he is a name. So yeah. I apologize. To Rey Mysterio and Stone Cold Steve Austin. You can't have a top 10 greatest of all time list and not have him on it. Because yeah. if if Transcendence and, and also, he's also one of the greatest of all time on the mic. Yeah. So, yeah, Stone Cold is there. And that's the bottom line because he said so. So, I'm, so my bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't believe you were going to finish a top 10 list without Stone Cold. Yeah, that would have but been- I saw it and I caught myself quick. <laughs> All right, because again, my next six, I can't move my next six. Yeah. So all right. So wait, I, did you say your number seven yet? No, I didn't. Oh, uh, my bad. Yeah, so. so my number seven, I'm I'm not even going to lie here. This is complete, a hundred percent bias because this is my personal favorite wrestler ever. Like, uh, you did, like this man meant so much to me as a kid growing up watching wrestling that like I even have a tattoo of him. That's how highly I think of him. That's how much I think he changed the business. That's how much I think of his skills and how much he overcame when everyone thought that he would be nothing more than just a mid-carter at best. But he overcame that through sheer force of being an entertaining personality, by having amazing promos, by connecting with fans in a way that nobody could see. So my number seven is Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Because I just feel like Mick Foley was a guy that came into the business and they thought that he was going to be nothing more than a job guy to the stars. Like, okay, this guy can move. He could take a good uh, beating. We'll put him up against guys like Sting. We'll put him up against guys like Flair. We'll put him up against, like, you know, whoever is, like, you know, there that we're trying to get over and, like, and he'll take the fall. But what they weren't expecting was that fans started to like him. They, they sympathized with him that this, this like, crazy-looking guy that was, like, taking these tremendous bumps and, like, taking an ass-whooping of a lifetime just kept getting up and fighting, and they loved that fighting spirit about him. And then on top of that, he, he could cut a promo better than, like, 90% of the, 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 rest, the other wrestlers that they were pushing, the wrestlers that were supposed to be the main guys, and he was out here cutting better promos, more entertaining promos than them. As and four different characters. As, exactly. As four different characters. People forget. Like, he, he was himself. He was Mick Foley. He was Cactus Jack. He was uh, Mankind. He was Dude Love. And he was good as all four of them. Every single character. Like, so I think that he is just like one of, like, I, I can't say enough. And then not only that, he went on to become a New York Times bestselling author. It's like, who thought that this man who was like uh, exploding cage matches and with fire and whatever could be so eloquent and write a book from his heart? It's like, that's why I like, I love about Mick Foley. I also love Mick Foley as a person, the way that he gives back and he gives back to the community. But that's why, like, he's just my personal favorite because I, I enjoy him as an entertainer. I, I, I appreciate him as a man. So I, that, that's why my number seven i can't put him quite like my he's my personal favorite like i know he did not make as much of an impact on the industry as the rest of the people on my list that's why i can't place him higher but uh personally i think mick foley is like the best ever just because he was he was everything he was an underdog and he made like people believe in him and for that he'll forever be my, my favorite wrestler 
I have no problem with that. Mrs. Foley's baby boy. Yeah. No problem with that. Like a fan from the jump, kid from Long Island. Yep. Just and became everything that he became. Yep. Everything that he sacrificed to still be as nice and well adjusted and have yeah. all his marbles. Yes. Is incredible. Yes. And we talk about this all the time. I mean, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. As far as matches to show people to real casual or non fans before it end. Yeah. You put on that ninety seven Hell in the Cell between him and the Undertaker. Yeah. Never get my face again. Talk about this is fake. Exactly. Never, never do that again. Yep. And yeah, this he got handcuffed and took multiple chair shots from the Rock to the face. Yes. Like this dude, like this love, passion gave everything. To, he he is just like an extension of the fan. Yep. And he's the everyman. The, he sacrificed his body for our entertainment. Yeah. Like he he went above and beyond yeah. to entertain the fans. And for that, I'll forever be grateful. He's never going to be able to walk the same or or go a day in his life without some form of pain. And he did that because he wanted to entertain people. And for that, I, I'll always be appreciative of Mick Foley. Yeah, but he knew that. He was willing to. Yeah, he was yeah, willing to do yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. it's, yeah. I, I, he, was, he was one of my three toughest omissions yeah. from my list completely. Yeah. So. Got love for you, Mick. <laughs> All right. Uh, number six. My number six is, I think he was, most people agree from all generations, he's, he's the greatest of all time in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's just that he never found that, maybe he just didn't want it, but he never found that success mm-hmm. or that, that level of influence outside mm-hmm. the ring. Yeah. But he had all the tools to do it. Mm-hmm. So my number six, and I give him, it took more than one run, mm-hmm. but... The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, yeah. is number six for me. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm more fond of the older, born-again, yeah. second-run Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. than, than the first chap-wearing, posing-and-playgirl Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So, you, you want rest, you want, especially when you're a kid, you want the people you, you look up to to be cool. You want yeah. them, like, you want to buy the merchandise, you want to you want to say their sayings, like, you know, do their gestures. You know, when I think the crotch shop, I think Triple H. I don't think him. Yeah. So... Yeah, he was ahead of his time with China and, and all that with the original DX. Yeah, he was ahead of his time in a lot of ways. Yeah. But but when he came back in his 40s, he had to strip all that away. And yeah. he was just forced to, just to be grateful, humble. I'm that dude in the ring. Yeah. And, yeah, he just won me over. So he's probably one of those guys where if we met in person beyond wrestling, we probably don't have that much in common. Yeah. He was born to do what he does. Yeah. And, I, uh, yeah, so Shawn Michaels is my number six. Uh, oh, uh, agreed. Like, Shawn, Shawn Michaels is one of the best uh, ever in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I agree with you. I, I enjoyed his second act more when he was, like, you know, born again. I think he had, like, uh, more intriguing storylines. I think he had better matches, like, you know, whatever. But I will say, like, uh, between, like, 95 and 97, I don't think there was, like, a better, like, in-ring run for a wrestler than, like, than Shawn Michaels had during that time. If you go back and watch, like, Shawn Michaels matches from that period of time, he was on another level than, like, the rest of the planet. Like, he was doing things that guys are, like, just doing now. Like, in 2019, he was doing back then. And it's like, it's just, like, his athleticism was just, like, off the charts. Like, and he could, and he, he was another one of those guys, never had a bad match. You don't see a bad Shawn Michaels match. Like, he's always entertaining. He's always good. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with uh, this pick. Like, I'm like, Shawn Michaels is yeah, but, like, he took time off because he lost his smile. Like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Like, looking back, that's brilliant. But at the time, you're like, you bitch ass. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel, so, yeah, I think you're right about that run, but that was the run where WWE was at its low point and damn near out of business. Yeah. So he was the best player on a losing team. He didn't elevate his team back to winning. Yeah. So, and that's not on him, but at the no. same time, it still happened on his watch. And the Montreal Screwjob, it's, his, his history is dicey. Yeah. 
But no matter what you think of him, you can't take away of who he is in the ring. You just can't. So yeah. and what the click? He was the head of the click. Like like this yeah. dude. This dude. He was bold. Yeah. But in a ways that I didn't, I didn't appreciate till later. Yeah. But the nostalgia and the feel good and all that stuff at the time, he doesn't give me that. Yeah. So I can't rank him higher. Gotcha. So that's so that's what I'm about. Okay. All right. So that yeah, I I agree full heartedly with that pick. My uh, next pick, you know, some people might feel he should be higher. Some people might feel he should be lower. But I feel like this is a, like a perfect spot for him because I felt like he was always the the steady hand throughout all his career, the person that uh, the, the WWE could always rely on whenever they needed, like, somebody to be in a, a, in a big match or a big moment or, like, you know, whenever WWE was at its lowest or when it was at its highest, he was always somebody that they could rely on to, to be an entertaining character, to be entertaining in the ring, to be entertaining overall, to be one of the most iconic characters ever in the history of the business. Uh, my number six is The Undertaker. Mm. Because when you look at it, like, I, The Undertaker is another one where we talk about Shawn Michaels and that, how he had, like, two acts of his career. I feel like The Undertaker had, like, a couple of different acts of his career, not because he took time off for injury the way Shawn Michaels did, but I think the evolution of his character, where he went from, like, this dead man zombie that, like, barely spoke and had, like, Paul Bearer really as and he was just, like, you know, kind of remorseless in the ring and uncaring and unflinching. And then you have the period where, like, uh, with Kane, when Kane comes into play, and then you see a, a, a deep side of the Undertaker, how he had like, you know, um, to, to combat with this this uh, brother that he didn't want to harm, but like, you know, had an issue with him and he had to settle it in the ring, and like, you know, whatever. Then you have the American Badass Undertaker who finally starts talking, and you go, holy crap, this guy can talk. This guy is like entertaining as hell, and he's like riding a motorcycle to the ring, and he's just friggin' cool as hell, and you just, and he, but, and he looks like a legit badass, like if you ran into him, he would beat your ass for real. Like, and then you have that phase of his career, and then you have the, the reemergence of the dead man but kind of a hybrid where he still talks his shit the way that he did when he was the american badass but now he has a more uh like dead man gimmick and i feel like that's the renaissance of his career when he was having the best matches uh, like ever when he was having matches with Shawn michaels and batista and john cena and triple h and like having all these incredible matches like in later portion of his career it's like that's when it just started to click for him in the ring when he just like he was always good in the ring he was always an amazingly skilled big man but they were putting him in the ring with guys who could match up to his level of talent and he just like went on this like amazing run for years like even his feud with Edge was like amazing mm -hmm. like and he just had like all these amazing matches so I just feel like The Undertaker has had various stages in his long illustrious career but he's been entertaining throughout the entire thing man I completely agree I he's my number five yeah <laughs> I have Undertaker at number five because he's I needed a big man yeah he's the greatest big man of all time yeah, yes so yeah. these so these are three things you can't question he's the greatest big man of all time yeah He's the greatest gimmick of all time. Yeah. Greatest character of all. He's the greatest entrance of all time. Yes. And he has and and no one has his longevity. Nope. Those are, especially when it comes to WrestleMania big time matches. Yeah. That's four. Yep. Like you can't take those four things away from him. The only reason why I can't rank him higher on the list because there's still people out there who don't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. So there there are people who respect the hell out of him. He still yeah. he just walked up to the Cleveland Cavaliers locker room. Kevin Love knew who he was. Yeah. He gave him that. Channing Frye knew who he was. Yeah. LeBron knew who he was because he wore his shirt. Yeah. Because they were wearing his shirts as they overcame a 3-1 deficit in the NBA Finals 2016 against the Warriors. Yeah. But, and he was just backstage in the locker room walking to everybody. He still couldn't make it to LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so, and he has the respect of the locker room. He's, yeah. he's, he's been the, he's been the real, if you watch enough behind the scenes DVDs and like yeah. interviews in the locker room, let them tell you. He's the leader. Yes. 
like without question. It was always, yeah. It was always even when like Shawn Michaels was up to his craziness. Mm-hmm. Like they said, the one person that could get them to calm the hell down was Undertaker. Undertaker would be like, "Sit that, sit the f down." And calm, calm it down. We're gonna get like you're not gonna pull your crap here. And it's like, and Undertaker was always a calming force in that locker room. He was the judge, jury, and executioner, and everyone went through him. Mm-hmm. So and like so, the respect that the Undertaker. I, I feel like there's no one person more respected nope. in the history of the industry nope. than the Undertaker. Nope. There, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about it. even guys who are like disgruntled at the WWE and don't like it. They still. Are talk glowingly about the Undertaker and how like he's mm-hmm. a guy that always takes young guys under his wing. That never is like uh, he never has ego. He has no problem doing the job when it's necessary. Like he's just the ultimate company guy and like just one one of the best ever. Like to wrestling fans, he's a god. Like the, and like GK said, you, you can't put him higher because he didn't really cross over culturally culturally as much as other people did. But in terms of wrestling, he's like he's the man. Even Kurt Angle, even after he was already a Hall of Famer, was like, I've never had a main event with The Undertaker. I'm like, I've never been more nervous for a match in my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. I needed his approval. Yes. I needed his validation. I needed his respect. Yep. Because I knew that without it, I really don't have anything. And he was already accomplished. Exactly. He, so, was, he was already a multiple-time yeah, champion. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that said everything you need to say. And so, yeah. All right, so who's your number five then? All right, so my number five... Uh, is uh, is the guy who uh, basically uh, saved the WWE. He's the guy who like uh, brought WWE to the greatest heights it's ever seen. It's surpassed the Hogan era, which was like unheard of at the time. At a time when everyone thought that WCW was like going to drive WWE out of business because that's just how badly they were beating them in the ratings. Um, and then along came a ball head redneck named Stone Cold Steve Austin who saved the company by just through sheer force of just like uh, charisma and badass and just like everything you didn't know you needed in a wrestler it was it was stone cold and it was like basically he was like a guy who in the 80s would have been a heel but because of his brash attitude but in the 90s when it was like about that counterculture and it was about people who love people with attitudes like he was the, the hero and they and to, to WWE's credit, they ran with that, and they made like you know the square, uptight Vince McMahon character be the enemy, and the rebellious like hell raising uh, Austin be the, the good guy, and it worked to perfection, and it, it brought WWE to heights that it has never seen before and has never seen since, and it's all due to Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's he's one of the best ever. Yeah, I can I can disagree with that. Now, just to show you that I'm not being as biased as some of y'all might think I am. Mm-hmm. My number four is Hulk Hogan. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Now now things just got interesting. Because I, I was wondering if you were going to put him. Because I know, I remember uh, your story from our previous podcast about how Hogan was your first word. Yeah. And, I, and I know, before the scandal broke, I know how much of a Hulk Hogan fan you were. And I, I was always a Hulk Hogan fan before the whole scandal. But you were an ultimate Hulk Hogan fan. Yeah. So I was wondering if you were still going to leave him on the list. This dude broke my heart. Yeah. There, there's just no two ways around it. He was a hero to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I looked up to that dude. He's a part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. And yes, normally I can separate the artist from the art. Usually. You know, it's, it's, it's not as emotional as an example. But R. Kelly's music still happened yeah. in my life. Yeah. His songs still bang. Mm-hmm. And they still banged at the time, but they banged. So he's still the soundtrack to parts of my life that I can't get back. Yeah. And they happen to be happy times. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cosby Show is still a funny show. Yeah. And it's still funny, and it was still transcendent at a time when it was needed, and it was memorable. And it's a time that we can't get back. Yeah. And 
And yeah, I'm not condoning anything they did. Hell no. So who they become afterwards or who they've always been, but we find out till afterwards, doesn't change that. But I'm not as mostly attached to them as I am to my first word. Yes. <laughs> yes. But you can't, you can't have a list of the greatest wrestlers of all time and him not be there. Yeah. He's the Michael Jordan of this game. Yeah. He's not the first one to be a star, but he's wrestling's first true mainstream pop culture icon. No one did it like him. Yeah. Now, the fact that I don't have him higher, maybe part of it's biased, but I think even in that, I don't even think I'd have him higher than this because of in-ring ability. Yeah. He didn't really have it. No. He had charisma for days. Right. Like, and he had the physique for days. Yes. And he, right, he, he's one of the greatest pop culture icons of the 80s, period. Yeah. Like, everyone to this day, everyone knows who Hulk Hogan Yeah, People Magazine, like, you check anybody else that you trust more than us. He was part of the 80s. Yeah. Like, nope. that's, why, that's why WWE can't quit him. Yeah. Because they can't accurately tell the story of wrestling. And WWE, it's their responsibility to be the purveyors and, and historical gatekeepers of wrestling from growing up. Yeah. You can't tell the story without them. No, you can't. You can tell a story without Benoit. You cannot tell the story accurately without Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He needs them, but they need him more. Yeah. This industry as we know it wouldn't be here without him. Yeah, it's true. Uh, for all the, or everything you said, uh, I agree with. And um, I will say that I was debating for a while to put Hogan on my list. But the, the tipping point, the, the thing that made me go, you know what, I'm going to leave him off my list, is I remember a couple of years ago when WWE released a, a DVD, the 50 greatest superstar, superstars of all time. And this was at the time when Hogan went to TNA. And, like, you know, whatever. So because they were being so petty and spiteful, WWE listed Hulk Hogan at number 22 mm -hmm. on their list of the 50 greatest yeah. uh, uh, superstars of all time because they were just so mad at him for leaving and going to TNA. And I was like, if WWE could be that petty just because he went to TNA, when they knew he was going to come back, you knew that TNA wasn't going to, like, be able to keep Hogan forever. So I'm like, so if they were that petty to put him at number 22 just because he went to another company for a couple of years, I could be petty enough to keep him off my list uh, because he said the N-word. So Then uh, thank you for being petty on my behalf. Yes, I, I would be petty on your behalf because uh, it, it goes into what you said like uh, on an earlier podcast about how forgiveness is one of like your last traits or whatever I'm the same way I'm, I'm a very like uh, I'm a person that will like give reason to people and like you know whatever and the thing is like I'm not I'm not stupid do I think that people like Ric Flair and other people that I idolize have said that word once or twice in their life uh, sure so yeah. called Steve Austin when he was in uh, what movie was that the uh, the I forgot the longest the, yard the longest yard the way he said that n-word it went a little bit too easy it yep. just it rolled off his tongue real simple so mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that's not the first time that uh stone cold steve austin has used that word but the thing is they didn't get caught saying it they didn't get caught basically saying like you know my, my daughter is uh is too good to be with one of them like yeah. and and that's what what broke my heart because it's the thing where if i heard him say it in a context like i mean shit this week uh, Randy Orton got caught on Twitch uh, saying it, like he was on a Twitch session and he said the N-word, but he was saying it more like uh, a lyric in a song. So I'm not going to get mad at Randy Orton for that. I mean, I have my own issues with Randy Orton, but I don't think that he said, like, in, in that context maliciously. When Hulk Hogan said that, when he got caught, I felt like he said it maliciously. And that's why I can't give him a pass on it. Now, it does, does that take away? Like, this is just my own silly little list that I have for my personal bias and, like, for different things. But does that take away from the cultural impact that Hulk Hogan had? Absolutely not. There's no disputing. In the 80s, there was no bigger wrestling star uh, than Hulk Hogan. And honestly... 
for the majority of the 90s, until Stone Cold Steve Austin came along, Hogan was the, the main person oh, in the 90s and the, and also. NWO. You got to throw NWO in there. Like exactly. He, he, had, he had two Hall of Fame runs. Yes, he had two Hall of Fame runs. He, he had one as, as the face of the WWE, as the biggest baby face in the world, as the person on all the cereal boxes. He had his own TV show. He was the biggest name. And then he was smart enough to go, you know what? These fans are turning on me. Let's let's do the unexpected, and I'm yeah. going to become a heel. And then he yeah. became the biggest heel in the world. And oh, yeah. and to and just to show that that I, I'm I'm re- reserving some level of bias, Hulk Hogan as a heel was amazing. Yeah. He was an amazing heel. He knew exactly what to do to get the fans riled up, to piss the fans off, and he turned all these people that used to love him and they just absolutely hated him. And he was perfect at it. So uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. I, I, I'm having a little personal bias leaving him off my list, but there's no way that I can dispute that Hulk Hogan is one of the greatest of all time. You you just can't dispute yeah. it. He turned WWE into a winning team, yeah, and then switched to the losing team, and then made them the winning team. Yes, like, exactly. That 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 just says it in itself, bro. Exactly. Like, this guy, yeah, is the all-time greatest franchise player. It just it just is what it is. Right. Exactly. That He's, I mean, that's a perfect way to describe it. He he switched teams, and every team he was on won. Yep, that's it. Yep. I, I, I he's on the Mount Rushmore. You can't I, to to say that he's not. It's, exactly. You know, it's, yeah. That so that that hurts. That's that's tough for me. But if yeah. I'm if I'm if I'm keeping it real, if I'm keeping a hundred like I'm supposed to. Yeah. Then yeah, he's 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 one of the greatest of all time. So going into my number four. So my number four is uh, a guy that. Transcended the transcended the wrestling business. He is a guy who who started off like uh, wasn't really like connecting with the fans, wasn't really getting over. He was like he was obviously athletic, obviously uh, charismatic, but just wasn't getting over. And then he turned heel. He joined a little uh, faction called the Nation of Domination. Became the biggest star there. Became the biggest uh, star in the uh, like you know became the second biggest star in the company and then soon surpassed the, the first biggest star in the company to the point that Hollywood took notice. Then Hollywood took notice. He uh, he stayed he stayed loyal for a couple of years. People forget that he still stayed in the WWE for a couple of years after Hollywood came knocking. And then uh, finally, when it was just too much offers, he finally left. And then he and then he became the biggest movie star in the world. So I am of course talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, the Rock is just, uh, I mean, he's, he's reached that level uh, that, that Hulk Hogan had in the 80s where everybody knows who The Rock is. He's one of the most followed people on Instagram. He's, like, he's the, the highest paid uh, actor in the world. He's the, he has the most uh, biggest box office draw in the world. He's just like become, uh, and, but honestly, anybody who saw The Rock during his heyday, it's no surprise that he's the biggest uh, movie star in the world because The Rock oozed charisma. He was a guy that, like, it, it, when you go back and you look at some of those old rock promos, it's just amazing. It's, it's watching a master at work, the way he's able to manipulate a crowd, to say exactly what he wants, exactly when he wants to say it. Like, there's, there's few people that I could ever think, the only person I could think that was ever on, as good on the mic as a rock is probably Dusty Rhodes. And that's it. Like, the, the Rock was just on another level, uh, uh, and, and maybe Ric Flair, but that, that's it. The Rock is on another level when it came to talking. And not only that, was he great on the... But he was also... People forget how good The Rock was in the ring. He was a great wrestler. He put on tons of entertaining matches. It's like, yes, his promos and his catchphrases got the attention, but when the bell rang, he kept your attention. He would bust his ass, and he, would, and he was amazing in the ring. So that's why, uh, for all those reasons, I got The Rock at number four. Yeah, he's... I have him at number three. So he's everything—the swag, the mm-hmm. eyebrow, 
Yep. The, the, the catchphrase. Smackdown is a word in the dictionary. It's an actual English word. Yes. He created it. It's yep. now a franchise. It's a TV franchise. Like this dude, and this is all before Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he, he's the Jim Brown. He's the Jim Brown of, of WWE. Jim Brown won, a, won his Super Bowl and then retired at 29. Like, <laughs> yep. and, so the, and The Rock's been given back ever since, and he doesn't have to. Exactly. He's the crown jewel of the entire historic lineage of Samoa. He's the son of the first black tag team champions with his Canadian father. He truly is the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. He truly is the people's champ. And he's taken that formula to Hollywood and he's made it intergalactical. He's the star that Hogan, Piper, Austin, everybody, every great you could think of wanted to be and then some. And he represents wrestling. He does it all as one of us. So the more success that he has outside of the wrestling genre, he's one of us. He's bigger than wrestling. Yeah. He's talk about transcendence. He outgrew it. Yes. He sur- he surpassed it. Yeah. But he had a hell of an in-ring career before that. The Rock is the greatest star in the history of wrestling. Period. Yep. Period. Yep. Period. 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 And he's yep. still growing. Yes. So exactly. yeah. that's what's scary. He's, yeah. he's not stopping. The Rock got like the Rock has like a million projects right now. Mm-hmm. He has like like three TV shows. He has like five movies in the work. The dude never stops. Like if if you want to be inspired, follow The Rock on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of times that that my my fat lazy ass gets up and I don't want to do a damn thing. I'm tired. Uh, uh, Julie's been up all night, like running me ragged. Like you know, it's, it's just like. I, and then I look at a post from The Rock, who's up at like like four in the morning, clanging like, and banging, clanging and banging. Mm-hmm. And then he's, and then and then another post where he's at a meeting, and then another post where he's on set. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this dude never sleeps. If he can do that, I can get my ass up and go to the gym, or I can like do like you know do a run for thirty minutes because this dude is just like he do, he doesn't stop. He's he's just pure inspiration and like mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's another reason why he's one of the greatest ever. Yeah. Oh, and talking in the third person, bro. Like he, um, yeah. like he, like yo, this dude had the audacity to do stuff that shouldn't have worked. Exactly. At all. Yes. And looking completely different as he did. No, no, The Rock. Yes. Th- thank you. Yes. Thank you, and 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 keep doing what you're doing, bro. Like yeah. that, the the Rock. All right. So that's my number three. Okay. Who's your number three? So my number three um, is the other 16-time world champion. Uh, styling and profiling, uh, limousine riding, uh, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun, uh, Ric Flair, who, uh, I mean, what, what, what else Woo! can you really say about Ric Flair that has already, he's, he's, uh, if you want to see a massive class of wrestling, watch Ric Flair in his prime. Like, you want to see somebody, uh, just sucking an audience with, with, uh, an amazing promo. Watch Ric Flair in his prime. Like, Ric Flair could cut a promo. Like, there's a reason that, like, practically every rapper now samples Ric Flair. Like, it's like, it, 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 it took some people a while to catch on, but Ric Flair was, was, was shit-talking with the best of them back in the 80s. Like, he could talk people into an arena. Like, he could, he could make you feel for him. He could be a sympathetic babyface where you loved him. Like, you, he could be the audaciously heel where you hated him and you want to see him get his ass whooped. And, but what, whatever he did, he was amazing at it. And it's like, and the fact that he was still doing it up until, like, uh, 2008 when he had that amazing match against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. When he, like, and there's no, he had no business having matches that good at that old of an age in, in the state of, that he was in. And he just kept going and kept doing it. And, and the, it, it, I, 
it, it's hard for me to talk about the, how great Ric Flair is. It's just, it's, it's so much. He just like kind of transcended the business the same way that Hogan did. He never reached the heights of Hogan's popularity, but in my eyes, Ric Flair was just like the, the better overall character. He was just amazing. Yeah, he was, he was a winner on a losing team. Yep. But like, he's the reason why they're even in the league. Exactly. Without Ric Flair, the NWA doesn't last as long as it did. Right. WCW did, wouldn't even have been born without Ric Flair. Right. They wouldn't have got that Turner money. Exactly. Like, you know, he he he's the big gold belt. Yep. You know what I mean? Which is which we can all agree is that's the greatest belt in the history of like. Oh yes. Anything in any sport or any you can keep the Oscar. Yes. You can keep all that stuff. Like, give me a belt instead. Yes. Give me that belt the instead. The big gold belt is yep. the most beautiful prize yep. ever. Yeah. All right, so now we're down to two? Yeah, we're up to two now. All right, so before I get to the two, let me just give you, let me just run down my honorable mentions real quick. All right, because these are a lot of people that I left off. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Jushin Thunder Liger. My other tough omission besides Foley was Chris Jericho. Oh, wow. Because I can't think of anybody more accomplished on paper yeah. than Jericho. Yep. And he has some mainstream notoriety, da, 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 but just not enough. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to make me feel it. To the level of these ten, yeah. Um, Goldberg, mm-hmm. uh, Bruno San Martino. Mm-hmm. He's the longest running champion. Sold out Madison yes. Square Garden. Like, yeah, yeah, he has to be there. Yeah. Um, strong man. He inspired Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So you know he has to be there. Andre the Giant. Oh yeah. Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. He just he just you know he was just physically limited because he was a giant. Yep. And to be real, he wasn't as great, which is one of my greatest disappointments, but Big Show was way more athletic and way more physically talented than Andre the Giant. It's the truth. But he was the first crossover star. Yeah. And people get in his prime. Andre yeah. was really yeah. good in the ring. Princess rank. Bride. Yeah, yeah. All that. yeah, man. Andre should be there. Yeah. And he made, and he made Hogan. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage. Sting. Oh, yeah. Sting was a hard one. Sting word. was a tough omission. Uh, Triple H. Mm-hmm. Triple H has the credentials, but and it's not his fault. But yeah. if you're gonna marry the boss's daughter, yeah, there's just no part of me that's not gonna think that part of your standing is political. Yep. So it's just it's not to knock him. Like, what else can you do? Yeah. Like you know, and I, I think I give you props for being that bold. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. But I, I just can't put him in my top ten like that. Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle. Oh yeah. Kurt Angle is just one of the most naturally most gifted, graceful talents I've ever seen in the ring. Yeah. Period. Um, the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. They changed the business. Yep. And yeah. I think Jeff is just one of those most, he's like the DMX of of, <laughs> of wrestling to me. Because like, yeah. the fans should not love him as much as they do, but yeah, they do. But they do. Because he is just charismatic enigma. And I can't, I can't think of anybody more original than Matt Hardy. Yeah. That guy, that yeah. guy, that guy's mind he, is just. He just comes up with all these gimmicks that are just winners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I got the Road Warriors, mm-hmm. who are probably one of the greatest tag team, the greatest tag team of all time. Yeah, um, I have Edge. Yeah, I have Rob Van Dam. Oh yeah, because I had to put someone from ECW in there, and he was my favorite. Yeah. I couldn't put Taz there. Yeah, so I just I just thought RVD was just gifted. Oh, yeah. Just oh. WWE just know what to do with him. Oh yeah, Mick Foley's there. Uh, Brian is there. Yeah, Brian is there. He deserves to be there. Yep. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. I have there. I have Batista there. Yeah. Because I think he's just Mount Rushmore of it factor. Yes. That guy. And that's why he's in Hollywood. You think it was his acting chops that got him there? And that's not to say that he can't act. No. But that dude is, that dude is a look. He just looks that like dude, a star. Yeah, that dude is just... I've never seen anybody look more like a somebody from the jump yeah. than him. CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And it's not even so much what he did in the ranks. It's the fact that the fans just won't let him go. <laughs> yes. You know, that, I mean, that five just, years. Yeah, that just means you did something. Yep. I have AJ Styles there. 
I have Yokozuna there. Because I think he's the most... Because you shouldn't be 600 pounds and be main eventing like that. Especially when it's still a Hogan era. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you want to talk about legit, not fake, and in the early 90s, at a time when wrestling was taking a downturn because all of a sudden people wanted to get at it because it was quote-unquote fake. What was fake about the bonsai drop? Yeah. What was a more devastating move in the history of wrestling than taking the bonsai drop? There is none. Case closed. Yeah. It's a rap like Reynolds. Mm -hmm. And he was actually a great... Dance partner. I should have made that a criteria. Great dance partner. Yeah. That's why it was hard to leave Rey Mysterio out because every great, great wrestler you could think of, they're like, oh, I would love to wrestle him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have Randy Orton there because okay. I just think his his credentials help. Yeah. But I've never seen a more natural, born to do it guy. Yeah. Than him. They, even they all say like, I hate him because it's everything is just so smooth and easy. Yeah. For him in the ring, you know that's just that's what it is. And I just have the NWO. Oh, yeah. As well. So, Nash, Hall, you know, I just, so I have them there. So, those are my honorable. Oh, and the very first star of TV, not even wrestling, but TV, oh, yeah. Gorgeous George. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous George has to be there. If you don't know him, look him up. Because right. we wouldn't even have TV if not for George, Gorgeous exactly. George. Right. Look at DuPont Network. I'm there. You're welcome for that hint. Make your search easier. I told you, we're real historians here. Yes. And I have like an honorable, honorable mention. I have Charlotte there. Because I think oh. Charlotte is already the greatest female wrestler of all time. Yeah. That's what I feel. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't really argue with that. She 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 right. is right. But then, if you want to argue it, take your favorite female wrestler, put her in the ring with Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. Who's from that time? Then you'll see the difference. Yeah. All right. So, my number two is I don't even think it's debatable, but it is debatable. Mm-hmm. He's the greatest in the history of WWE, mm-hmm. and that's John Cena. Yeah. I feel like, not to keep repeating something, but if I go back to the rap argument, the hip-hop argument, yeah, people talk about the greatest rappers of all time. You, and yeah, you could throw in like a Rakim or KRS-One or a Big Daddy Kane or like even Biggie and Pac. Like you, you, can, you can throw them in there, and of course you're going to sound smart doing it, and yeah. like, yeah, as you should. But at the same time, yeah, you can throw most, de- like, yeah, you can throw those cats in, but at the same time, their runs were only maybe two years, three years. Yeah. Cena's been on top for 16 years. Like, you you can't deny that. Like, there would be no WWE left without him. While others came and went, while the ship sank, he kept it afloat. He kept it profitable. He kept it relevant. Yeah. This movie star success and TV success he's having now, we been saw that. Yeah. We know that we knew that was gonna happen. We knew he had it in him. Once we saw him on train wreck and he stole the movie from yeah. LeBron. Yes. Yeah, you knew that. But at the same time, like he's so damn loyal to the WWE yeah. that he stayed much longer than he should. Yeah, he could have left like honestly like five years ago, but he stayed because of how much he loves it. Right. And it wasn't until his feud with The Rock that he started to see the bigger picture. Yep. Like so like he started so he hated The Rock. Mm-hmm. And then became what The Rock paved the way for him to do. Yeah. And that feud was, I think that was, that feud was like Ali Tyson. Yep. For me, for those two years. Yep. But yeah, to go back to my original point, if you're going to, Kanye's been rapping since 2002. Yep. His run is longer than all those previous great rappers you've mentioned. He yep. has to be there. Drake's been out for 10. Yep. He has to be there. Yep. Um, Kendrick only has four albums, but he's won a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. He's won a Nobel Prize. Yep. He, like, I'm, yeah, I'm very good off my lawn and I'm very old school as a guest. But yeah. you have to give the new school credit. Yes, I do. Where it's due. Yeah. John Cena is a great athlete, great ambassador. No one has evolved more than him while staying himself. Mm-hmm. The doctor of thugonomics should not have worked. But he was so damn talented 
and so damn invested in it yeah. that it won the people over. If you're going to be a white rapper and a wrestler, to get some respect and credibility on that front, you have to be nice. You have to be dope. And he is. Yes. He can flow. Yes. And then people didn't start liking him when he started being himself. Like, he became the establishment. Yeah. But even when he became that, he stayed true to his guns. He never turned heel. Yeah. The most polarizing superstar of all time. But that also means he got everybody to feel something for him. Yeah. So, yeah. John Cena is also the most scrutinized top star of all time. He is the most requested Make-A-Wish celebrity of all time. Yep. This dude gets it. Mm-hmm. This dude gets it. Now, good luck dating him. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, but there would even be total demons about this dude. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, like this, this dude, yeah, Cena, you're my guy. You, you, you did and stayed and you are what I thought Hogan was. Like, yeah. you, you're, you're him. Like, yeah. yeah, train to your praise your vitamins, have that, fall back. Yeah. Yeah, never give up, hustle, loyalty, respect. That's a much greater message and you live it. And yeah, real American, Keep that. My time is now. That's the one. The real hero theme music. So, word life. You can't see me, but we see you, John. We always have. Yeah. So, John Cena, you are my number two. Yeah. And it's like, you, you, I, I can't find any, any fault with anything that you said. Everything you said was true. It, it's funny because, like, it was maybe about, like, seven or so years ago where WWE started, like, touting, like, Cena. And they're like, the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. And, like, a lot of people were, like, scoffing. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Cena's not the greatest of all time. Because this is still in the, like, hate Cena era. Yeah. But I think now, in retrospect, people are like, huh. Cena really might be the greatest of all time. Like you know, he, he really might be. You know what he is? Remember, remember when the NBA came up with the fifty greatest players of all time? Yeah, they had Shaquille O'Neal on the list, and at the time, he'd only played four seasons. So yeah. imagine if you played in the league 15, 10, 15, 20 years, yeah. and your legacy speaks for itself, and you're getting bumped off the list by a dude who's only played three years. Yeah. So he and didn't even show up for the ceremony because yeah. he knew he was going to get his ass booed. Yeah. He knew it. Yep. But look, look at us now. Yep. Look at where he is now. So exactly. that's that's who Cena is to me. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a guy who had was so like so had so much in factor that everyone knew he was going to be great, even if they like tried to deny it because they're like, oh, it's too early to give him that accolade. But the thing is, I mean, I don't think anyone can deny it anymore. And you can see it with Cena gone from WWE programming, and there's people I know who who hated Cena, and they go, I miss John Cena. Like, because mm-hmm. he just brought a certain level of, like, uh, yeah. of, of star power and, like, charisma to the proceedings. Like, even if he was involved in, like, a, a bad storyline, he still somehow made it entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and I think that's what's kind of missing today. Like, we have a lot of guys uh, in, the, in the business right now who are amazing in the ring. We have a lot of guys who are, are good on the mic. But it's like Cena was, like, that perfect mix of everything. He was the last, like, true megastar that they that they have and i think ww is searching for that next megastar now and a lot of fans are now realizing are kind of missing cena now that he's gone they didn't realize what they had until he was gone and we've talked about this briefly he's the last megastar yeah he's the last megastar ww will ever create yeah because they can't afford to birth these guys develop these guys and then lose them yeah exactly so yeah he's he's the last he's the last of an era he is an era this entire millennium is him yep so, yeah, so Cena props to you. All right, so he's my number two. All right, so my number two, uh, someone that, that you mentioned earlier, I have him higher on my list than, than you have on yours just because, like, as much as we talk about, like, you know, the crossover appeal and, you know, uh, the, the charisma factor and the, all this, uh, this guy just had to play so top because, to, in my eyes, 
he is the, the best wrestler ever. Like, uh, better than Flair, uh, better than, like, you know, all these other guys who, like, better than uh, Benoit, better than Angle, better than all these other guys, um, like, you know, that people tout as, like, the greatest wrestlers ever. Because to me, this guy, no matter who you put him in the ring with, he's going to have an entertaining match, and he can just do things that nobody else could do to capture a crowd. And so to me, my number two is Shawn Michaels. Because I just feel like Shawn Michaels is a guy that, like, I I just never seen a bad match from him. I know if I'm watching a Shawn Michaels match, I'm going to be entertained. I can't say that for every person on this list. Every, like, there's been, like, some guys on this list, even the the great, amazing Ric Flair has had bad matches. Like, but with Shawn Michaels, I have never seen a match of his that I did not enjoy because he just, he has an ability to make you, like, suck you into the match and, like, make you care about it. And at the end of the day, although we love um, all the other intangibles with wrestling, whether it be crossover appeal and star power and physique, like, we, we, at the end of the day, we still watch wrestling for the wrestling, and I feel like there's nobody who's ever been better at it than Shawn Michaels, and that's why he's my number two. I mean, I I agree that he's the greatest in ring performer. He's just not popular enough. Like most people don't know who he is. Yeah. You know, like so that's that's my biggest knock on him. And I yeah. thought and I thought he had it. I thought he had the looks for it, like, you know, he, he was he was good looking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he had the body for it. Yeah. Like he was he, he wasn't shy. I just never understood why he never broke out. Maybe he just didn't want to, maybe he got in his own way. Yeah. I just know that Playgirl was not the move. <laughs> you so, still hold the playground nah, against like, it because again I don't see that doesn't make sense but it was a different era it was a time when like uh, women, he didn't want to do movies when like, women actually bought Playgirl for some reason and clearly uh, not yeah <laughs> but he was like uh, so it was like the crossover thing like so they they were trying and I get it like he never he never crossed over to be the, the star the way that The Rock has or the way that Cena has or you know all these other uh, guys that we've seen like crossover even guys like Roddy Piper who had yeah, like, you know exactly. uh, like you know that brief stint in Hollywood that he had yeah. Shawn Michaels never had that like he only had like um, like a couple episodes when he was on like Nash Bridges like, yeah. in the, He's like not cool you know enough. so He's, he yeah. yeah he just wasn't cool enough because at the end of the day even though like Shawn Michaels like portrayed like this uh, sexy you know whatever kind of guy it was like he was he's a redneck he's a dude that likes to, to hunt and fish and shoot and like wear cowboy hats and stuff like that. So he was never going to be that crossover star. Because honestly, I don't think Shawn Michaels wanted to be that crossover star. I think he was just a dude who just who loved to wrestle. And that's what was his passion. He didn't really have the aspirations to crossover. The way I feel that The Rock had aspirations to crossover. The way that Cena had aspirations to crossover. So I think that was never in the cards for him. But when it comes to a guy that I know, like, if, I, if his match is on the card, I'm going to see at least one good match. There were uh, times, especially in those 90s eras, where the entire card would stink. The entire show would suck. But I knew that the Shawn Michaels match was going to be good. And he would always deliver. No, I mean, like, okay, like, in his defense, mm-hmm. right? He might be like CM Punk in the sense that he was, he was one beat too soon. Yeah. His, his, he was attitude before the attitude era. Yeah. So there probably wouldn't be an attitude era before him. Like CM Punk. Like everything with NXT and all the stuff and like all these little Lord dudes and indie dudes like getting yeah. a chance to get in their run. Mm-hmm. He, it was him. Yeah, CM Punk. Right. Yep. Or like the NBA. The NBA becoming more mainstream popular after Allen Iverson took the public ass whooping yeah. for being for, for, for being America's favorite thug and then yeah. they instituted the dress code after. Which the dress code turned out to be the right move. Yeah. But it was Allen Iverson who came too soon to the sacrifice. Yeah. So maybe, so I'll give, I'll give Sean that. 
But at the same time, like what we said before with other with other sports, it's all about characters. It's all about storytelling. It's about stars. Yeah, he's not a star. He's not enough of a star. I I, I get that point, but I he just, doesn't get you to the ring. Like he might keep you invested once once the once the bell starts, but he has to yeah. get you in the building to the bell. Yeah. And I don't think and so he can't rank that high for me because of that. And that leads into my number one, because even though he tried in his own way, Mm -hmm. he did not fully complete, I'm the guy that girls want to be with, and I'm the dude that dudes want to be. Yeah. But my number one did. Mm -hmm. So to me, the greatest of all time Mm -hmm. is Ric Flair. Ah. I mean, it's, it's Ric Flair. Well, it's how, Ric Flair. How, how can, like, I, I can't really argue with that point. He's the greatest of all time, I have him, him lower on my list, like anyone that says Ric Flair is the greatest of all time, you can't really argue with them. Because, Respect, yeah. he has it. Yeah. The, 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 um, Inside and out. Like, from wrestlers and fans alike. Yeah. He has it. The resume speaks for itself. The man is, is an institution. Like right. he just uh, the the championship runs the um, the 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 mainstream crossover how uh, so many uh, rappers and he was hip hop swag before hip hop swag exactly he was not his gimmick yeah. he lived it he lived it he exactly. lived it my shoes cost more than your house they did <laughs> they did exactly. take a ride on Space Mountain I'm going to be at this hotel he'd be there <laughs> yes the custom suits the, yep. the Rolex yep. it's like he did it yeah <laughs> like Again. he really did live that life again self admittedly yeah. terrible husband yes. terrible father. <laughs> But yet, still so vulnerable, and yet still has so much love to give that he yeah. still keeps getting married. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, like this, like, this, and the second run of Ric Flair in his 50s yeah. made me love him, yeah. like, that much more because he was all vulnerable, mm-hmm. and he was leading off respect. Yeah. The respect from his peers. And he was man enough to admit that, like, I forgot who I was. Yeah. These guys, and he credits Triple H the most, gave me my confidence. He reminded me who the hell I am. Yeah. Because I love the business, and I'm so sensitive. WCW, like, that whole thing wore me down to the point that I forgot who I was. Yeah. I should be the man. Like, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah. That's, that's so true. Woo is probably, the most, is probably the most famous catchphrase in the history of wrestling. Yes. The chop is probably the most iconic move in the history of wrestling. Yeah. This dude, he's unquestionably the greatest champion of all time. He probably unquestionably has the greatest cardio of all time. Iron Man matches, doesn't matter who he was with. Even his second and his last run of WWE, way into his 50s, he could still go. The, the robes. The fact that he comes out to... Yes. The fact that that's his theme music. Sorry, <laughs> Star Wars people. Like, when I, think, when I hear that song, I get hype. I don't think of y'all. Yeah. No. I think of him. Exactly. 100%. This dude, and came from a plane crash and a broken back. Yeah. Like, this was, this was not supposed to be his story. No. But this is the perfect example of, he's, he's Kobe. Yeah. Like, this, this was his love. This was his mistress. Mm-hmm. This was everything that he needed and everything that he based himself on. Yeah. He, we don't know who Richard Flyer is. He's Ric Flair. Yeah, exactly. And he became Ric Flair. And he did it for himself, but he did it for us. At the expense of his own family, at the expense of his own finances. Yeah. Like, he, he talks about it and he, he lives it. He's, yeah. he's, he's the, the level of passion and commitment and hard work and charisma and, and, and people-pleasing and ability to work with others and elevate others and stick to the schedule and party like it's... And, and still party you under the table yep. and do it all again tomorrow. Yep. That's him. He is a rock star. He is a legend. He is a model of dedication, flamboyance, swag, aspiration. He is just a guy that I just want to, that you want to be. Like, you know, you lived your best life if you lived it like his. Yep. So I think he's 
Ric Flair's. You are you are the men. You are the best of all time. You created main event factions mm-hmm. twice. So you'll probably be a three-time Hall of Famer. Yes. Yeah, man. This Rick Rick Flair is just he's he's the greatest. He's a, the Nature Boy is an American treasure. He's a world treasure to me. <laughs> like that guy. Yeah, yeah. Rick Flair is numero uno, man. Not everybody knows who you are. You're not like Hogan or The Rock, but enough. Yeah. People know who you are. You're not you're not the greatest in ring like Shawn Michaels, but you're like you're 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 enough. You're like you're like top five in all my criteria. You're the only one. Yeah. Greatness, transcendence, in ring ability, it factor, memorability. You're the only one in my entire list where you're at least top five in all five. Yeah. So yeah, Ric Flair is my number. I mean, can't really go wrong with Ric Flair being number one for every reason that you um, said, and also for what I touched on earlier. I mean, Ric Flair is just like for, for most people. I think he would he would easily be the number one, uh, like you know, pick of all time. My pick is because I'm weird and I'm controversial, and I and I look at other things and like and I know that you know people might not agree with me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make my case. Just listen to me. So my number one wrestler of all time, when I looked at all the different uh, intangibles, when I looked at uh, longevity, when I looked at um, being able to adaptability, being able to adapt to their surroundings, like popularity, being able to maintain popularity, being able to make things like any storyline popular, being able to uh, engage a crowd the way that few people can, to be able to uh, switch it up. Like, like, and and be able to reinvent himself continuously. Um, the person that I had to put as the number one greatest wrestler of all time is the person who I really think is the goat, and that's Chris Jericho. Wow! Yes. So, wow! Yes. Whoa! So whoa! I remember. Whoa! About ten whoa! years ago, he had a feud with Shawn Michaels. And in the feud, he started calling himself the GOAT. He started calling himself the greatest of all time. And I said, oh, that's cute. Like, and, I lo- and I love Jericho. I've always been a huge fan of his. And I, I thought it was cute that he was calling himself the greatest of all time. But I was like, but he's not really the greatest of all time. But it's cute that he, but he was a heel, and that's what heels do. So I get it. But as the years have gone on, and I started looking at his resume and start looking at all the things he's, that he's done and that he's accomplished, I go, yo, this dude really is the greatest of all time. Because you got to check the resume out. The dude started back in the 90s with WCW. First of all, he was in Mexico. He became a huge star in Mexico. Then he went to ECW, became a huge star in ECW. Then he goes to WCW, becomes a huge star in WCW, despite the fact that they are not pushing him at all. He just gets over through sheer, like, the charisma, the, the uh, a man of a thousand holds, uh, a thousand and one holds promo, like, you know, come on, baby, like, all this different stuff, like, having, like, Ralphus, like, all these different th- weird and wacky things that just gets him so over with the fans, but he's not getting the push that he deserves. He goes to WWE. He's instantly a star. He comes out. He interrupts The Rock on his first promo, gives one of the, probably the best debut ever. And it's like in, within a, a, a couple of years, he's a world champion. He has epic uh, like feuds with the likes of uh, Triple H and Chris Benoit and The Rock and Austin and all this. He's like instantly a main eventer. He um, he uh, uh, keeps that main event status for years. He goes away. He goes on a hiatus for a couple of while. He comes back. 
He has a new finisher. He goes by the Codebreaker. He's wearing a sparkly jacket. He gets into a, a feud with JBL. Then he turns heel on Shawn Michael. Becomes the, the best heel in the company, by far. Starts wearing a, a, a business suit, saying he's a very serious man. And, like, you know, all this stuff. Like, cut all the stuff that he used to do before. Has a completely different uh, personality and whatever. And is still over with the fans. Has an amazing feud with, with Shawn Michaels and a bunch of other people. Uh, goes away. Comes back. Is a huge face. Uh, has his uh, has his uh, uh, program with with Kevin Owens the the festival of friendship what, one of the greatest segments in the history of Raw Le- this, decides I'm tired of being scripted I'm tired of trying telling me what I can say leaves goes to New Japan goes to New Japan instantly becomes a huge star in New Japan instantly is in main events in New Japan stealing the show at Wrestle Kingdom their their WrestleMania like having one of the best matches of the year against Kenny Omega. Follows that up the next year by having another match of the year against um, uh, Tetsuya Naito. Like, then leaves that. Starts, like, it's part of a brand new promotion, AEW, on TNT, the first legitimate competition to WWE in in, uh, 18 years. Becomes their world champion. Like and and it's like a little bit of the bubbly comes up with another catchphrase in a, in a in a in a friggin' like uh, cavalcade of of nonstop catchphrases. It's just like when I'm listening, when I go through the list and I just go through all the stuff that Jericho's done. It's just it's it's literally it's amazing. And that's why when I was coming up with this list, at first I had uh, Shawn Michaels as one and Ric Flair as two, and then uh, Chris Jericho. But then as I started like like comparing them, I was like. I think Chris Jericho's number one. Like, when I'm looking at all these things and I'm putting them side by side, I really think that Chris Jericho's number one. And that's why I, ha- I had to put him in the top spot. Because when you look at all the different companies he's gone to and how he's been the man in every single company he's gone to, that's why I had to, to place him as number one. Man, wow, I can't believe you're number one as someone who didn't even make my top ten. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, okay, all right. You can't deny the resume, right? Yes. And look, you know, I love me some Jericho, man. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, come on. Like, oh, you got a thousand holes? Well, I got a thousand and one holes, and I'm going to read them all on live TV? <laughs> Dog, that, yo, this dude is, he's fun, he's original, he's creative, he's hes an overachiever. Mm-hmm. And maybe bias, which doesn't really have anything to do with this list, you can tell he's a genuinely good guy. Yeah. He's actually one of the guys that, you know, didn't really like politics or, like, really play them. Yeah. You know, he was just, you know, a dude who just loved what he does yeah. and loves people accordingly as well. Yeah. But, his huge star was never that huge. Like, Fozzie, not a popular band, mainstream-wise. Like, even when he won the Undisputed Championship, he beat The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. Yeah. The next WrestleMania. You don't remember him main eventing that against Triple H. You remember Rock and Hogan. Yeah. He's never been the dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, So I can't have him as the greatest wrestler of all time. You've never been the dude. You've never carried a team to the chip. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I can't give him that. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just, I just can't put him as number one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. It's almost like the same argument for making like Tyler Quali or Black Thought the greatest rapper of all time. It's almost like the same criteria. Sidebar, Tyler Quali is my uh, greatest rapper of all time. Thank you! Wow! <laughs> Yo, for people who think that we planned this and we talked about this beforehand, what, what more proof do you need? Our lists differ, and like I called that. We, this is not even what the topic is about. There you go. But for me, Jay Z is number one of all time mm-hmm. because you can't, whether you like him or not, you cannot debate. Because I'm all about absolutes and facts and logic. The fact is, he's hip hop's first billionaire. Yeah. No one has ever had a greater career as a rapper than him. Mm-hmm. Longevity, got it. Hits, got it. Respect, 
Got it. Yeah. Business. Got it. Mm-hmm. 40, damn near 50, still dictating pop culture. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Like, so to me, that's my criteria. Yeah. He's the, right. So to me, he's the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah. And like, he's not, he's not no trash rapper. So like, you know, like, so, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, so, yeah, that's why you have Talib at the top. That's why you have Jericho at the top. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I just like, the reason I had to place Jericho at the top, because I, I get all your points and, and you're right. He never was the, 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 the guy, the, the number one guy. But I always felt like even when Jericho wasn't the number one guy, he was always the most entertaining guy. He was always the, 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 the person whose segment you wanted to see the most. And a lot of times the reason he wasn't the guy was because they always kind of had somebody else in mind to be the guy and put him put over him. And like and trust me, during the era of like Austin the Rock, yeah, you don't put Jericho like, you know, and even though he beat them both in the same night, they still were obviously bigger, massive stars than him. So I don't blame them for during that era. But after that era was over, Jericho should have been the, the, the main guy because he is the guy that... That was 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 carrying them. He was the guy that was every segment he was in was entertaining. Every segment that he was in was when the crowd was most engaged. Like even when he was having his run with Kevin Owens, every segment that they had was the most watched and the most popular segment on the show. The guy brings rating. The the guy brings fans. He brings people in. It's just that the higher higher ups usually would always look at him as okay, he's an upper mid card guy. He's a guy that we can always rely on, but they wouldn't see him as the guy. But honestly, that's no fault of Jericho because Jericho was always massively over. He was always massively popular. So I think that um, the reason that I have to give him the number one spot is because just when I look at his his vast resume, it's just like super impressive. Because when you look at a guy like Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels was with WWE his whole career. Like he never branched out. He never like did anything out. Not 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 to his his detriment, but like or his fault. It was just he was in a comfortable situation. But he never had to like earn his spot like somewhere else. Ric Flair did it before, but when he came to WWE, he was like, and even though he had a, a title run, it was kind of like he was kind of still behind Hogan, still behind like Sid of all people. Like they still didn't treat Ric Flair like he was like the like one of the top people in the company. Um, he was really only the man in WCW. And then even when he came back to WWE, it wasn't until like kind of Triple H took him under and was like, we have to like make people remember who the hell you are, that you're Ric Flair, that they started to show him some reverence. For a while there, they were kind of treating Ric Flair as an afterthought. They wouldn't even have him on like pay-per-views or shows. Like he missed numerous shows in a row, which was like unheard of because he's Ric Flair. But um, with, with Jericho, I feel like every company he's gone to, he's been a part of so many companies. And every company he's gone to, he's been one of the most popular, if not the most popular person on the show and, and the way that he's able to continuously reinvent himself I just think I think it's genius he's he's uh, his adaptability his uh, his way to like to, to update himself with the times is like I just think it's second to none I don't think anybody else could have as long and as successful as a career as Chris Jericho and that's why I had to give him the number one spot I agree with but like he's never been he's never had a number one spot that's my whole thing like, how can you be the number one of the greatest of all time and you've never been number one that's just my logical reasoning yeah. Of it, even though I I love him, yeah. And if we're doing top ten favorites, he's there, yeah. But he's not transcendent enough, man. Like I mostly chill with people who are not fans or used to be fans or girls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and most of them don't know who he is, yeah. And you know, it's not to knock him or anything. It's just, or if they do know, I'm like, oh, didn't he do Dance with the Stars? <laughs> you know. So it's just not it's not enough. It's just not enough to make him number one, yeah, on my list. That's all. 
But that's what, but that's why we both have our list. Yeah, it's man. A, it's very interesting. You know, we had a lot of similarities there, but I just think the placement that we had it was, uh, you know, very, and just like, and that, I think that's kind of the beautiful thing of wrestling. Wrestling is different things for different people. You know, some people like care more about the spectacle of wrestling, the um, the crossover appeal of wrestling, whatever. Some people are like strictly all about the in ring work. They could care less if a guy could cut a promo as long as he can like produce in the ring. And then there's other people. I think like I fall in the thing where I'm kind of like somewhere in in the middle, but I do kind of lean more towards um, people. I, I lean more towards like what entertains me. And in the like, out of all the, the times I've watched wrestling, nobody has entertained me more than Jericho. And I think that's also, and like I said, like I said earlier, with when I placed McFoley on my list, because McFoley is my personal favorite wrestler of all time, might be a little bit of bias in placing Jericho this time on the list, but it's just like he has always entertained me, no matter what company he's been a part of, no matter what he's done, he just entertained, I mean, even like, even this week on like AEW, like, you know, he was in the ring with uh, Jack, uh, uh, Jake Hagar, who used to be Jack Swagger in WWE, and they start chanting, we the people, and he just sm- snatches the mic, and he goes, that's dead. <laughs> he, said, yep. he was like, that was horrible when they did it, it was a part of lazy, lazy ass writing, and that's dead, this man is Jake Hagar now, and then the crowd who was just chanting, we the people, started cheering for Jericho, and it was like, yeah, Jericho, you told us we're idiots for chanting that. We'll never chant it again. That, like, the, the way he's able to command a crowd like that easily is just like he, it, that's one of the reasons that I had to like place him as my number one. Is he he knows how to connect with the crowd, he knows what to say, what to do, he knows how to be a dastardly heel to get people to hate him, and he knows how to be a beloved babyface to get everyone to cheer him. I just think when you look at the overall uh, like what it takes to be a complete wrestler, Jericho has it all. Like more than anybody in the history of the business, I think Jericho does it all. And the fact that he's like damn near fifty and still having like great matches is ju- it's just amazing. Ah, that's my other thing. Why I can't put on? And again, this is not his fault. Keep doing what you do. Yeah. But what? But ever since his his third mm-hmm. iteration. Yeah. Of from WWE what, last year, like which ended last year. Yeah. Minus him with Kevin Owens. Yeah. That bought him a lot of time. Yeah. And the the list was funny as hell. Yeah. But it's like watching Jordan play for the Wizards. <laughs> you know I mean? Like he's closer to fifty now. Like, you yeah. know, he you can tell that he's wearing big ass knee braces and stuff under his tight ass leather pants. Yeah. He doesn't move like he can still do the moonsault. Yeah. But he but like he just doesn't he can't keep up. He can't keep up the pace to tell the story at the same rate that he used to. And he's gotten a lot of chances against Chris Jericho. Like, he hasn't had... When was his last good WrestleMania match? Well, he hadn't hadn't had a WrestleMania match. But they gave him so many chances. CM Punk? Yeah. AJ Styles? Yeah. They gave him chances. Like, they gave him the most most perfect parties you could have. And they really wanted that CM Punk thing to work. Because they gave gave that deep storyline. But the thing is, uh, like, they didn't have a great match at WrestleMania. But then the following month, they had an Extreme Rules match, which was amazing. But that wasn't WrestleMania. It was the match of the night. But it wasn't WrestleMania. Like, I feel like you have to, in order to be, like, tops on the list, like, you have to do it. Like, yeah. on the biggest day. Like, probably his best overall thing was his feud with Shawn Michaels in 2008. Yeah. Like, that's probably, like, his best overall WWE work and story. Yeah. That's when he was, like, at his peak. Mm-hmm. He had everything. Character, respect, credentials, yeah. top in-ring ability all at once. Yeah. It just wasn't WrestleMania. Yeah. The guys who were near the top of my list, they did it at the biggest level on the highest stage. So that's a factor in my, my list. Yeah, my Mount Rushmore, yeah. Flair, Cena, Hogan, Rock. WrestleMania made this business. Like, it's, it's, it's the peak. Yeah. These guys created the peak. And what, have Undertaker at five? Yeah, these guys... I didn't even notice that until just now. <laughs> that that made a difference in my life. Like, these are the guys that represent us. Yeah. 
we are our biggest, most successful, most legendary people. Yeah. They may not be the best workers. Yeah. They may not be the backbone. Mm-hmm. They may have a lot of... Hogan has a lot of people to thank. Yeah. Because Hogan had the best dance partners in the world. Yeah. Part of the reason why Jordan is the greatest player of all time to, still to me is mm-hmm. that I don't think he's... No one has denied more individually great players oh, championships yeah. and awards than <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan. Yes. Especially in an era where each team only had like one or two stars. Yep. Barkley, Malone, Ewing. Ewing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Shaq and Penny. Yeah, uh, stock them alone. Yep. Uh, uh, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Dominique. Yep. Uh, beat Magic for his first championship. Yep. Ended the bad boy Clyde Pistons. Drexler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Hogan's the same way. Hogan is Jordan because no one denied more wrestlers a chance at the top spot than Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Piper. Uh, Earthquake. <laughs> like every every other big man. You name Luke, you name it. Yeah. The, he, no one buried more guys than him. Yeah. So yeah, that's so I. Uh, Jericho's not there. If you're a wrestling fan like that, mm-hmm. then yeah, I can see why the Jerichos and the Foley's, mm-hmm. and even to some people the Punks. Yeah. And the Bryans. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see why they rank high, or even some indie people that were probably even up. Yeah. You know, but like indie people, yo, we're indie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I can't call you unless you're Oscar Schmidt. I can't call you one of the greatest <laughs> basketball players in history if you didn't do it in the NBA. You know what I mean? No. If, right. So that's just I don't know. This is how I look at my list. Yeah. yeah you didn't think I knew Oscar Schmidt, did you? <laughs> look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I I I get all your points, man. I just like like I said, you love I, the dude. It's I, it's it's, it's I, I you love felt, the dude. I just feel like he. Uh, you love him that much. Yeah, he just he was a dude that continuously made uh, turn chicken uh, chicken shit into chicken salad just by being that good. And like I think that's why I, I had to give him the number one spot. Like because I get it, other guys have been more transcendent. They've crossed over. They've had bigger moments. But when I when I think about a guy who's just like continuously entertaining, just nonstop entertaining, it's Jericho, and that's why I had to give him the number one. All right, all right, hey, this is why we made the list, y'all. <laughs> I hope we brought y'all back through memory lane, because yeah. that's been the best part of it. Yeah. And exactly. just please give us your, first of all, who do you agree with more? I don't know if there's going to be people that completely agree with either of us. Yeah, I think, like, show, send us your list. Yeah, but this, yeah. We want to see your list. Yeah, and, and, see and why. What, yeah, yeah, exactly, and why. And also, so send us your list, and also tell us who do you think have the better list, me or, me or GK. Yeah. I feel like more people are going to vote for GK because of my number one pick, but I don't care. I stick with it. Mm-hmm. I'm a man that sticks with his convictions. Yeah, hit us up Instagram at Julian and GK uh, at GK Williams NYC. You, Jules <laughs> XMW. Come on, like we're all passionate about this topic. We're all on this together. Come on, man. Yeah. And yo, if you come up with a with a point that we're like, oh snap, yeah, we'll 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 reamend it or like, oh, I didn't think of it that I didn't yeah. look at it that way or like, oh, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll do it, and we'll shout you out and all that. Yeah, give us some good arguments. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, there's there's somebody we left off our list that you might convince us and be like, damn, maybe we should have put them on our list. Yeah, and spread the word, man, because if you're ever a wrestling fan at any time, this is the topic. Like, yes. this is it. Yeah. So, this is us. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, just just let us know, man. Yeah, thanks for listening to us again, man. Yeah. yeah and Till next time, because it's been a while. So you it's know we got you know we got more more heat. Exactly, more we got heat. more good stuff coming yep. on the way. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Thank you again for listening. Uh, for GK, I'm Julian. Jamaica Alpha. Out. Thank you for listening to the Julian and GK podcast. And it's Joe.
The Julian and GK Podcast.